Welcome to the memorial service for St Michael's Lillishaw and St John's Muxton, a service of remembering, naming and thanksgiving. My name is Matthew and I'm the vicar and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this next 40 minutes or so as we spend time remembering our loved ones. When winter comes and all seems dark and hope is gone, Guide us from darkness to light. When spring starts to appear and hope is rekindled, bring us your comfort and show us the way. When the sun shines warm, the birds sing and the bulbs bloom, let us rejoice at the ending of winter and the signs of hope. begin this service of remembering, naming and thanksgiving. We acknowledge our imperfections and failures and sins. Our relationships are far from perfect. At the heart of our faith is forgiveness. When we forgive others, others forgive us, and our loving Heavenly Father forgives and welcomes us into his presence. When I say the words forgive us, would you please respond with those words? Merciful God, for the things that we have done that we regret, forgive us. For the things that we have failed to do and regret, forgive us. For the times when we have acted without love, forgive us. For the times when we have reacted without thought, forgive us. For the times when we have withdrawn care, forgive us. For the times when we have failed to forgive, forgive us. There is a time to forgive and a time to be forgiven. May the God of love and power forgive us and free us from our sins Heal and strengthen us by his spirit and raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The reading is taken from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 32. Now that same day two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, 
about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello. I'm Dorothy. My name is Dorothy. I'm a member of St Michael's Church, Lillyshaw, and St John's Church, Muxton. As we've just heard in our reading, the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus is about seven miles long. It's not a journey I myself have physically done, and probably you haven't either. But nevertheless, this walk is one we all make as we journey through life, whether we realise that we're doing it or not. Let me explain. Disappointed, doubting, despairing. All of these words sum up how Cleopas and his companion were feeling as they trudged along the road towards Emmaus. They'd left in Jerusalem, the downhearted and confused band of disciples who were afraid and bewildered by what had happened to Jesus on the Sabbath, the Friday, a couple of days before. The two, as they travelled along, were sad, disillusioned and struggling to get their minds round it all and to make any sort of sense of what had happened. 
They had firmly believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They had loved and followed him until he had been horribly put to death, a cruel and degrading death on a cross. He'd been made a public spectacle, exposed to the jeers of all who passed by. Only a week before, excited crowds had welcomed him by waving palm branches and shouting Hosanna. But now Jesus lay dead in a sealed, guarded tomb. Even the women's report that Jesus' tomb was now empty didn't raise their spirits. It only confused them even more. An empty tomb? That was just absolutely beyond belief. Impossible. Just utterly incredible. The two despondent and bewildered walkers summed up the situation saying we had hoped that he would be the one who was going to set Israel free. They had expected the Messiah to come with glory and power and set Israel free of those hated Romans. So things had definitely not turned out in the way they thought they should. They had their very own fixed ideas and expectations. And isn't that like us, when we think God should have done things differently, in line with our own ideas? Or when we ask, how can a good God let things happen as they have? Why doesn't he just stop all the pain and suffering there is in the world? That's how I think a loving good God should behave. We had hoped, Cleopas and his friend said. We had high hopes, but now all we have left is disillusionment. Can you identify with the feelings of those two walkers in any way? For each of us, the causes of feeling so down might be different. Perhaps the death of a loved one and someone we are remembering today. Perhaps it's struggling with lockdown and the far-reaching effects of Covid, still not being allowed to see family and friends or to hug each other. Job loss, pain, worry, uncertainty, or situations where one difficulty piles on another, and we wonder and dread what else might happen, and however we'll cope. All these are very tough experiences which can give us the same feelings of disappointment, doubt and despair as those of the two walkers. These are feelings we can all have in the situations we face at some time in our lives. We too can struggle to make any sense of it all. So we heard that as the couple walked along, a stranger joined them. And this was going to be the most significant walk in their whole lives. The stranger asked them what they were discussing and they poured out their story to someone who seemed willing to listen, telling him all about their hopes and disappointments. The last thing they needed was a brisk cheer-up talk or being told to snap out of it. None of that, this stranger simply provided a listening ear and as the three walked along, they poured out their misery and bewilderment to the stranger walking alongside with them. And we know that that stranger 
was Jesus. Isn't that a great picture? Jesus walking along the road with these two, sharing their troubles and listening as they poured it all out. Suddenly this account is brought right into today. When things are tough and painful and we're struggling to cope or make any sort of sense of it all, Jesus is the unseen stranger walking alongside each one of us too. If we are willing to begin to talk with him, he is willing to listen and to help us to recognise and to get to know him. They didn't yet recognise him, but he was alongside them nevertheless. And he does that with us today, even though we don't yet recognise him perhaps. Walking with us, perhaps in the kindness of a friend, in the smile of a stranger, or in some words of understanding and encouragement we receive. It can be in the beauty of a sunset, or in friends who share with us about their faith and their experience of getting to know Jesus. He comes in all these ways and many, many countless ways more, walking alongside us, there with us, waiting to listen to us, if we will begin to talk with him. As Cleopas and his friend talked about the cross, their bewilderment and sorrow, Jesus began to reassure and help them. How did he do it? He pointed them to what God says in the Bible. Luke tells us Jesus explained to them what was said about himself in all the scriptures, beginning with the books of Moses and the writings of all the prophets. Jesus reminded them how sin came into the world through Adam and Eve's disobedience and how the prophets had spoken of a saviour who would be obedient to the point of death. He would pay for our sin, our self-centeredness, our stubbornness, and all the ways in which we mess up, deliberately choosing to shut God out of our lives. The stranger explained that the saviour's, his death, and rising to life again, was all part of God's great plan of salvation and rescue. It was indeed a glorious planned triumph, not the dead-end, pointless, pointless disaster they had assume it, assumed it to have been. Whatever has happened in our lives, or whatever is happening right now, Jesus walks with us, just as he walked with the two on the road to Emmaus. He will listen to all we want to tell him and will understand our anger, doubts, pain or whatever we pour out to him. He lovingly and gently points us to God's words of promise in the Bible that tell us again and again that we are God's dearly loved children, the apple of his eye, and that he will stand by us and take us through thick and thin. God loves us so very much that he gave us Jesus, the Saviour, to pay the price for sorting out our messed up lives. He just longs for us to give him space in our lives and to get to know him. 
As I began to talk to you, I said that this road is one we all walk along on the journey of life, with all that life brings to us. As he walked with these two, Jesus walks alongside us too. He will listen if we choose to talk with him, and he will go on to help us to recognise him. He will help us to get to know him personally, as he did with Cleopas and his friend, when he went on to share a meal with them, and when it dawned on them that he was indeed the risen Jesus, alive and risen from the dead. He will then continue with us right through our lives and beyond, loving, comforting and strengthening us. Jesus has promised to do this, and Jesus never, ever, ever breaks his promise. There is a time to speak and a time to listen. There is a time to remember and give thanks. God of remembering, we thank you for those we have loved but have died, whose lives have been precious to us and to you. Mark Painter, Rosie May Eagleton, Thomas Jackson, Norman Liversage, Margaret Liversage, Maureen Cornick, Norma Hammond, Dave Dornsey, Peter Elkin, Jason Swindley, Eric Wilkes, Audrey Harrison, Louise Harrison, Evelyn Mary Steventon, Reg Steventon, Roger Slynn, Thomas Emrys Hughes, Tom Hughes, Elizabeth Hughes, Norman Rosell, Faye Richards, Ray Richards, George Arrowsmith, Betty Arrowsmith, Peter West, Kayleigh Smallman, Bethany West, David Bufton, Di Bufton, Roger Hewlin, Ian Tompkins, Brenda Tompkins, Sid Tompkins, Elsie Steinhardt, Peter Steinhardt, Alan Smart, Beth Smart, Nancy Latham, Harry Latham, Ray Latham, Yuli Latham, Mary Manser, Doreen Oliver, John Smith, Brenda Trumper, Harry Trumper, Edith Trumper, Sarah Nichols, Bill Nichols, Christine Grice, Alan Norman, Harry Wakeley, Edith Bradburn, Jean Belcher, Rose Cooper, Walter Potter, Margaret Scriven. Walter Bradburn, Frank Wilson, Doris Wilson, Paddy Handley, Joe Twig, Doris Twig, 
Ernesto Paniagua, Fred Whitfield, Rose Whitfield, Henry Whitfield, Louise Whitfield, Brian Whitfield, David Whitfield, Felicity Jane Norton, David Minshall, Sue O'Dell, Kate Daunton, name Majerison, Mike Majerison, Catherine Shambly, Gib Shambly, Hilda Shambly, Margaret Jean Williams, Jean Williams, Arthur Williams, Joan Allwood, Philip Allwood, Keith Greenhalge, Bernard Rawlings, Thelma Rawlings, George Lawson Baxter, Pat Fudge, Peter Cherm, Mary Rollison, Edgar John Martin, Val Martin, Hilda Whitefoot, Eric Grant, Muriel Grant, Ken Harris, Christiana Drury, Ernest Drury, Vernon Jones, Hilda Weston, Dennis Hawkins. May Hawkins, Lynn Mesham, Jean Jones, Mary Croxton, Gail Thornycroft Holmes, David Ison, Michael Ison, Bernard Gillam, Ken North, Barbara North, Joyce Rowding, Tony Stanley, Jean Dorothy Deacon, Shirley Harris, Doreen Hull, Robin Dukes, Joan Hornby, John Hornby, Gillian Hornby, Raymond Millward, Barbara Warner, Victor Kerr, Gordy Langford, Graham Bennett, Mavis Hilton, Mary Finnegan, Selwyn Gibbs, Jack Vaughan, Dennis Fry, Cheryl Gabriel Hooper, Rose Hyde, Arnold Hyde, Sarah Powell, Arthur Powell, Arthur Edward Powell, Gordon Deakin, Vida Bridgewater, Stephanie Bridgewater Price, Madge Tuck, Peter Kelly, Martin Moore, Charles Hudson, Tom Hudson, Maud Taylor, Roy Ellison, Ian Ellison, Elaine Ellison, Priscilla Joan Goff, Wallace Farr, Rose Gibbons, Jim Podson, Jim Cox, Janet Gibbs, Janet Johnson, Don Johnson, Mary McKay, Bob McKay, Alfred Thorner. Christopher Doody, Cherilyn Emerson, Gerald Richards, Hilary Coxill, Doreen Rowley, Sheila Abercrombie, Jeanette Clift, David Parsons, Graham Gibson, Marjorie Gibson, Mavis Hyde, Jean Taylor, Anne Morrie. Master Luan Jacques Duplessis, Keith Hobbs, 
David Hurst, Pauline May Hazley, Christopher Butter, Barry Martin, John Taylor, Jack Mundell, Patricia Moore, Ronald Pettit, Tony Ardis, Doris Moore, Janet Williams, Roger Yates, Rob Haywood, Iris Crizel, Leon Mansell, David Carr, Kenton Page, Jill Ismay Williams, Leslie Squire, Edwina Hotchkiss, Kenneth Batson, Wendy Chapman, Barbara Ledbeater, Peter Barnett, Sheila Annie Jones, Noel Calloway, Tim King, Dr Tony Gershlick, Rita Mahoney, Tim Mahoney, Derek Grant, George Lawson Baxter, Rebecca Warner, Flo Stevens, Norman Stevens, Marjorie Stockton, Jan Hoof, Jean Mansell, Norman Took. There is a time for thanksgiving and a time for praying. Let us bring our prayers before the living, loving God who hears us. I'm going to hand over to Angie Van, a member of our bereavement team, who will lead us in our prayers. During the prayers, the following responses will be used. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to remember our loved ones who are no longer with us. We thank you for their lives, for all that they meant to us and still mean to us. May their legacy be seen in the people we have become. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. Father, we thank you that you are close to the brokenhearted and you hear their cries. We pray for those of us who are grieving. May we really sense your presence with us. As we struggle with many painful feelings, ease the hurt in our hearts and bring to us the peace which only you can give. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. Thank you, Lord, that you never leave us or forsake us. We pray for those who during this pandemic have been unable to visit their loved ones and be with them during their final days. Thank you that you were with them and they were not alone. For those who feel robbed because they haven't been able to say goodbye or hold the funeral service they had hoped for, would you come alongside them in their pain, heal their hurts and give them the strength they need to carry on. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. Father, give me a heart that is sensitive to those who are grieving. Give me the wisdom to know when to speak, when to say nothing, when to be there with them, and when to give them space. Help me to show your love and compassion to those who need it. Lord, enfold us in your love. Bring us healing and peace. We bring all our prayers together in the words of the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May the God of winter meet us in our dark nights and show us the way. May the God of spring bless us with a message of hope and healing. May we all be blessed by the knowledge that spring always follows winter. And may we all live in the light and warming love of the risen Lord Jesus. Amen. On our hearts and our houses, the blessing of God. In our coming and our going, the peace of God. In our life and our believing, the love of God. At our end and new beginning, the arms of God to welcome us and bring us home. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us and with those we love, now and always. Amen. Taylor for doing the reading, Dorothy Pierce for speaking to us, to Sylvia Dukes, one of our church wardens, Val Trotman, who's headed up the bereavement team, for reading the names, and to Angie Van for doing the prayers.